are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day as uh, we are going to be looking at the NBA draft for just a little bit, which I know that sometimes maybe, depending on when you listen to this podcast, you may be listening to it after a time where the NBA draft has already happened and already transpired and we know where Moses Moody is going. So I apologize. It's all about timing. But the thing is, is just uh, I'm up here in Fayetteville, get to go to a draft party at Eric Musselman's house. No big deal. I mean, you know, whatever. It's it's exclusive. It's it's fine. It's whatever. It's just who I am. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be have a chance to to do the podcast afterwards. So I apologize about that. But we're, we'll have it done this way. And then afterwards, of course, uh, tomorrow, I guess, would be the final podcast. We'll have a recap and uh, discuss a little bit more about what was going on with that. But either way, appreciate everybody listening in. Um, I, I just thought about Moses Moody and him getting drafted uh, and what it would mean. Because obviously everybody in the consensus is that he will be a lottery pick. I would be shocked if he didn't go in the top 13, 14. Like, I would be absolutely shocked. Um, I'm hoping for top 10. I think that that would be uh, something you could really, you know, put some graphics to and say, hey, we had a top 10 pick this year. I think that would go a long way. Um, but either way, it's it's just nice to know that you have a player of that caliber. And not only that, but in year two of Eric Musselman, and he's a one-and-done player, which some people are like look upon the one-and-dones being like, ah, oh, man, yeah, we don't want them one-and-dones. No, we, we, we like having the regular players that – are going to be here for a long time and be Razorbacks for four years. I don't know why I just wanted to do an Italian Jersey accent. I don't know what that was. That was just something that came to mind. Ignore that. But you get my point is that it's some people just start to feel like, uh, you know, they want their players done a certain way and one and done. You don't want to turn into Kentucky or whatnot. Um, but what it does, though, and Moses Moody getting drafted tonight is it really opens up a lot of eyes about Arkansas and about Musselman where he may have still been having to try to prove himself in some regard. And what I mean by that is he's a guy that obviously heading into the SEC, heading into Arkansas, you know what he did at Nevada, you know what he done in the pros and all of that, but can he recruit and can he develop NBA players? Because at the end of the day, that's what recruits are going to respond to. That's what transfers are going to respond to. Can going to Arkansas and playing for Eric Musselman make me an NBA player? And I think the answer has been already decided. Yes. Uh, Isaiah Joe was drafted after year one with Eric Musselman. Uh, you're going to have Mike Moses Moody drafted in the first round lottery pick year two with Eric Musselman. And I'd be hard pressed to think that after next season, you don't have another NBA draft pick. Now, I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Devo if he really makes some tremendous strides. Maybe it's like Chris Likes. Maybe it's Stanley Amude. Maybe it's somebody who comes along. I don't know. But the point is, is that you have – of all of the things that you have going on for you as a Razorback fan, you know that you're going to have a coach that can do it all. He can do transfers, he can do recruiting, he can do freshmen, he can do that, and he can do one and dones, and he can get you to the NBA. And that's what's most important. And a lot of times people forget about that and think that it's it's not as important as some other aspects of recruiting. It's about facilities, about winning and all that. And I think that all is part of it. But I would be hard-pressed to think that when – Merritt Musselman can string off a few draft picks here. Like, say if he goes three straight years with three straight draft picks. It's going to really start 
being easier to recruit and saying, hey, I know you got Kentucky offers, I know you got Kansas offers, but guess what? Here at Arkansas, we can do the exact same thing and make it better for you because ABC, whatever it is. Like, we can do that for you. People are going to want to respond to that, and they're going to want to say, all right, well, I want to be a part of that. I want to be, I want to be a draft pick. I want to play in Bud Walton Arena. I want to play for Eric Musselman, who's got a lot of energy and knows what it takes. I want to play with a team that's going to be in the Elite Eight, Final Four, maybe even winning a national championship. That's what I want. So, yeah, I'll go to Arkansas. I'm a five-star player from California, but, hey, Arkansas sounds good. I'm a five-star player out of Chicago, but, hey, Arkansas's a pretty cool place. Get me to the pros. Make me a, make me a lot of money. That's what it all comes down to. And Moses Moody is the shining example and kind of the first one to take that step and to show that even though he could have gone anywhere in the country, even though he had offers to go anywhere he wanted to go, he chose Arkansas. Now, that's great for him. It's great for Eric Musselman, but it's great for you, Razorback fans, because you know that this is something that's going to be recruited, that's going to be pitched, it's going to be built upon. And I think it's going to turn up where you're going to start seeing not just great transfers, not just great in-state recruits, but guys out of the state, five-star, one-and-done, pro-model guys wanting to play for Eric Musselman in Arkansas here in the very near future. We're going to be joined by Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports as we talk a little bit about the NBA draft tonight, get a little preview about Moses Moody and some other things. But first, got to tell you about rockauto.com, and this episode is brought to you in part by it because with rockauto.com, it's hard to keep up with all the makes and models, but they make it easy for you. You can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. It's also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go and explore their website today and check out the solution for all of your auto part needs. And when you go to rockauto.com right now, you can see all the parts you have available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, I got a great interview lined up for you. Barstool, Regs, Bobby Regan, however you want to decide or however you want to put it. He's a great contributor to Barstool when it comes to NBA, NBA draft, college basketball. The guy's a basketball guru and really knows his stuff, and he's really entertaining to listen to. And we had a chance to catch up with him on Out of Bounds. And it was a great interview. Now he talks about Moses Moody, but about a lot of other things as well. So let's go ahead and welcome in Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports. Bobby, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Good, good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Uh, we're, we're doing awesome, man. And it's pretty exciting because, you know, here in Arkansas, obviously, there's a lot of pride with the Razorback basketball program and just basketball in general. And it seems like Arkansas finally has somebody that's going to be in the mix as a top 10 pick, and that's Moses Moody. Uh, just from, from what you've seen from Moses and, and what you feel like tonight will go or maybe a team that could really use somebody of his skill set, what, what do you make of his game and who do you think uh, would be a good fit for him as well? I, I think he's going to be awesome. He's by far one of the, um, I think, more – I would take out the first four because everyone agrees, you know, Cade, Mo, uh, Mobley, uh, Green and Suggs are kind of in a class on their own. That next tier, I don't know anybody that doesn't have uh, Moody in that because he's still young. He's 19. Obviously, he can shoot the ball. We know that's important in the NBA and just in basketball in general. Um, he's also kind of an underrated shot creator, which is becoming more and more important. Um, obviously, everyone likes to talk about 3 and D, and he can be a 3 and D guy, but 
think what you saw from the playoffs and, and really the way the game's going is, yeah, like that's nice to have, but if you can be a shot creator while being known as a 3 and D guy, that kind of puts you in a different tier. That's, to me, what Moody is. Um, I think he's a for sure top 10 guy. I, I shouldn't say that. He's a for sure top 10 talent. He could slip to like 11 or 12. I think he goes in the top 10, though. Um, I, he's one of the 10, top 10 guys in the draft for me. Uh, I don't really question that. I don't think it's a hot take or anything to say, oh, is Moody's a top 10 guy. Um, the Magic are a name that a lot of people have. Him going to it eight fits what they need. Obviously, you know, I mean, the Magic just aren't good. So anything they can do to help defensively and some shooting helps. That's what Moody can bring, uh, as I said. So I, I like him. I think he's going to, I think it's going to be a good, good draft for him. What can Moody work on as far as his game to make him a more complete NBA player, better NBA player? You mentioned some of the things that you like about him, and that was in the college game, now going to the NBA. little different experience. So what can make him a better player? Uh, I think his passing can improve. Um, obviously, that's, you're, you're kind of nitpicking here, right, because you're filling a role, and, and not everybody has to be you know, an elite passer or anything like that. But – like I said, with his shot creation, if he can kind of create them for others, where if he's, let's say, you know, he's playing off ball, catches the ball in the wing, can get, you know, into the lane and at least draw attention, I think he needs to improve a little bit on the passing and, and know what read to make off of that quick, especially in the NBA level where, I mean, not obviously not everybody's Giannis, but you're going up against Giannis, and look what he did in the NBA Finals on that block where it looks like Eaton was going to have an alley sunk with the, um, the, the game is just, I mean, to say it's fast isn't, it doesn't do us the credit to how good and athletic these NBA players are. Um, so if he can kind of get a read faster on, on a pass when, he, when he's able to create, I think that will kind of you know, make him a different level player. Uh, but again, it's all going to depend on what team he goes to and what role he's going to have with that team. You know, Bobby, I've always been curious just about as NBA drafts have gone on over the past 10, 15 years, at least since I've been watching them. Uh, obviously, there's been some players that have been surefire guys that end up doing great in the NBA and then guys that looked like they had potential but just fizzled out for whatever reason. But what would you say right now in, in the game of basketball in the NBA, if you're a top five, top ten pick, what is the most valuable thing that you look at when it comes to draft? I know that every team has a different need, but what is the one thing that if you're a player and if you have this one thing, it's going to really open some eyes and get people to take a chance on you? That's so tough. Because honestly, like for me, it's just knowing a role and, and having a role. That's, you know, when you talk about the, you know, there are bust for obvious reasons, uh, you know, like Anthony Bennett. It doesn't matter what team you went to, he's just going to be a bust. Some, like, look, look at ben, ben Simmons, for example. People want to talk about him being a bust. He's a good player. He's just on a team where his role doesn't fit and they don't really know what to do. And so it's, it's, it's knowing your role. And, and that's to me, you know, arguably one of the most important skills, if not the most important skill a top tier guy can have, whether you are that guy or in some cases, you know, like the Warriors are picking seven and 14. You don't have to be the guy when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and, and Draymond Green there. You need to be able to do something that fits what they need. You know, if it's not that, then for me, it's, it's shooting. You have to be a threat to shoot, um, unless you're obviously a, a traditional big. But even, you know, looking at, at the traditional big, Embiid developed a shot. Jokic has a shot. You know, it, it's kind of going away from, you know, like a Nerlens Noel who's just a rim protector and runs and then offensively runs to the rim. So 
I'm not saying you have to be a 40 percent NBA shooter or anything like that, but you got to at least be a threat. Um, just with the spacing and every the way the game's going. But again, it, it to me, knowing a role and having a definitive role is the most important thing for a player. How would you compare Moses Moody to other players outside of that top four? Like you mentioned, top four pretty you know pretty much understood that certain guys yeah. will go within that top four, but other players out there, how would you compare his game to theirs? Uh, I, I like it. I mean, he's different than a lot of other players. Like, you look at that next tier, Scotty Barnes, who I think is the fifth best player in the class. He is a, you know, not a shooter, he's long, kind of a, a unique type player in that sense. Franz Wagner, who's kind of in that tier, again, a longer, like, he's probably the best team defender in the in the class. Moody and, and I is a little bit like James Luke Knight, but Moody's a way better, way better shooter than both Duke Knight is, where Duke Knight could, you know, might be a little bit better defender. Um, so he's, he's different. You know, even when you, you know, look at other guys that are a little further down the list that might be in the same tier, like Davion Mitchell. Mitchell's more of a ball, like a true ball handler than Moody. Um, Kispert's a, a stretch four, where Moody's a, a true wing. So there really isn't too many guys out there when you look at lottery-type picks that are like the most similar one, probably like Chris Dorte. But even then, Dorte's probably a little bit better ball handler, better creator. So Moody's unique in that sense where, and it's just the way the draft fell this year in the class is, you know, you can probably put him in a different class and there might be one or two, you know, somewhat similar guys. Moody is truly the best and, and only in the lottery, true lottery guys that are, you know, he's going to be able to shoot the ball. He's a wing and you know he's a above-average defender. We'll continue our discussion with Bobby Regan here in just a second. First, got to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. If you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. with Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports right here on Out of Bounds 103.7 The Buzz. Uh, Bobby, it looks like, according to all the reports and sources, and it's not a surprise that the Detroit Pistons with the number one overall pick is taking Cade Cunningham. Uh, just what do you make of hit that pick and that fit in Detroit? Because Detroit, I feel like, hasn't been good really since the days of like Chauncey Billups and all those guys. So they've kind of been going by the wayside. But what do you make of his game, his fit there in Detroit, and can he kind of be the guy that maybe sparks the Pistons back to being a playoff team once again? I will say, I, you know, I heard your rant about driving in and your pet peeve. My pet peeve is I missed the days where we couldn't have Twitter on draft day. Like, I missed James Stern walking <laughs> up to the booth and having no idea what player is being selected. Like, we know the top three picks, really the top four picks, and what order they're going. It kind of sucks, like, to lose that, like, wonder of when, when Silver comes out. It's like, all right, well, what, you know, what's going on here? What player are they taking? I missed that. But in terms of Cade, he's awesome. We're at the stage now where everyone's trying to nitpick him and, you know, oh, like, is he really that good of a shooter? Like, yeah, he shot 40% from three. And, yeah, I understand college is different than NBA, but he's a better shooter than I think a lot of 
like like especially the NBA fans who maybe only watched NCAA tournament or the last week or two of the regular college basketball season. He's a decent passer. He can handle the ball. He's, we all know he's an unbelievable size. I think he's a better defender too than than kind of what the average person might think of him. Um, he's a for sure guy that you can start building a franchise around. Now, does he end up being the number one guy? You know, we'll see what happens because, again, you never know how games can truly translate. I think he absolutely can be a number one guy, you know, a for sure number two guy. Um, but that's what you need. Like, you, yeah, everyone's going to see a number one pick and say, you know, I know Durant went too, but like, oh, you need, you need Kevin Durant. Like, well, he's the best scorer of arguably ever played the game of basketball. Like, kind of unfair to say that but if, if you have a number one pick and you have a guy that you can build around that's a hit and i think that's what kate is um because i mean look what he did oklahoma pick. he made that team which was decent like their roster wasn't anything incredible and he turned them into a, a team that comes over the time we're all sitting there going if they made the final four we're not going to be surprised now obviously they lost in the second round but you know that's who kate is and, and he can for sure make the pistons better it's just you know, I think the Pistons stink, and they, they have a lot of work to do. Bobby, who do you really like in this draft that no one's talking about, someone who may be underrated? I think Isaiah Jackson's starting to fall in that, that role a little bit from Kentucky um, because he is so raw offensively, but he's a freak defensively. Um, and, again, like when you look at where he's going to go, he can fit a role perfectly, like we said, of, of a big man who can protect the rim, switch on defense, and putting pick and rolls on offense where that's, you know, that's a significant role that we're seeing in the NBA game today. Um, Bone Thailand from DCU, he's going to go late first, early second, good size guard that can score, shoot the ball. He's a guy that I, I really like, you know, as a Knicks fan, I hope he, fall, he falls to 32 um, and, and jump all over him. because I think he's going to be really good. Um, you know, I'm trying to think like who else in, in that, maybe like late first, early second. Uh, those two really stick out. JT Thor, Herb Jones, we're going to the SEC. Those are two guys that I could see being um, good. They're, you know, starting rookie year just because Herb Jones is so good defensively. And, again, if, if he turns into anything offensively, when you look five years from now, you're going to go, how did this guy not go in the lottery? Because um, he is that good defensively. But, to me, Bones Highland is a name who I think like I said, it's going to go late first, early second um, uh, of who I really like that. And I think that's a common pick of who people are looking at in that, that area. But again, he, he is that good. Which team would you say is in the best position in this draft, whether it's because of picks or just the, the position that they're in with the team that they already have in place? Who would you say is in the best position? you got to say the Warriors, right? Two lottery picks. You're assuming Clay comes back and, and is if he's 80% of what he was before, you know, before the injuries, you still have Steph Curry, who last time I checked is unbelievable. Um, you still have Draymond, but you still have this, you still, you still have Andrew Wiggins and, and, you know, they got to be the best spot, right? Like I, if they hit just one of their two picks, they're instantly better. Um, and, and you're talking about them potentially getting out of the West again. Um, you know, I like to look at teams like that of who, who is, you know, decent and has multiple picks. You know, you could throw the Knicks out there because they could package trade and move up and, and get a guy with the young core that they have. Obviously, they have 19, 21, and 32. A lot of, you know, a lot of trade options there. Um, the Thunder, I mean, they just need so much help. But, 
they're in a weird spot. Like, I know it's going to be contradictory to what I've said about a lot of picks. The Thunder are in a weird spot where they need to swing for the fences. Like, they can't take role players where a lot of us, like the Knicks can take a role player and be fine. The Thunder, Shea Gilgis Alexander is really good. They need another true star. And you got you got to swing for the fences on these picks. And, yeah, they're in a decent spot with how many picks they have. But if you're just drafting role players, like, guess what? You're going to be the 11th and best team in the West. That doesn't do anything for you. It seems like this year we're not hearing a lot about international players. And in most years, you may not know who a lot of these guys are, but you start to hear about them. How do the international players fit into this year's draft? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, with the, the first year of the G League, uh, the Ignite team, that's kind of taken on more of the talk for international guys because it's, you know, something that college basketball got, you know, fans didn't watch or, or, you know, you remember the name from recruiting go, oh, yeah, like I wonder how he ended up doing this year because, you know, unless you're watching nothing but basketball, you probably didn't tune into a ton of Ignite uh, games. But, yeah, overseas, you know, I, Josh Giddy is climbing up the draft board. He's, I like him a lot. Uh, I'm going to butcher the dude's name from Turkey, but uh, Sanguin, it seems like one of those type of international players that comes out every year with good size. And they go, okay, if he can just get a little more polished, then you're looking at a potential star. Um, the guy I really like, though, is, is Garuba, who plays for Real Madrid and plays for um, uh, the Spanish National. He's over in the Olympics now. He is a, a really, really good defender. And, again, he already has a set skill with that defense where I think, you know, I can trust him coming in and he's going to go, you know, somewhere in the late teens to early 20s where, you know, you, you can plug him in and, and, and he, you know what he has to do right off the bat. And you just sit there and go, okay, just please get a little bit better offensively and we really hit something here. Now, Bobby, we know you're a big Knicks guy, and the New York Knicks made it to the playoffs last year. Maybe yep. something to build upon. How are you feeling about what they should do to build upon that playoff run that they went on? I, I, I love it. I, I love where they're at with three top 32 picks, especially in this draft, which, you know, a year ago you, I would have been somewhat mad because the top is so, so good. But it is such a deep draft where, like, my wish list, I would love for them to, to you know, package 19 and 21 or some sort of package that trade up and get Dorte or Mitch or Davion Mitchell. I'm really high on both of those guys. They stay still, you know, you, you got to get the biggest knock on the Knicks was their offense, right? They were really good defensively. They need some help off the bench, some shooting. You know, you look at guys like, you know, Jared Butler. I, I know he has a little health care, but he's clear to go. Saw what he did with Baylor. He can obviously shoot the ball. Be that you know second point guard, uh, you can play him quickly even off the bench. Um, the kids from Tennessee, Springer and Keon Johnson, I think kind of fit their mold a little bit. Um, and and, and Trey Mann, you know, weirdly like they have a lot of SEC guys that they should target. Trey Mann, another another shooter, another guard that that come off the bench and help you out. And then with the second pick, I think Isaiah Jackson is another guy that makes sense because Mitchell Robinson always seems to be hurt. Norland Noel is a, a free agent. And, again, you just look at the ties with Kentucky and the Knicks. You know, you let Kenny Payne get a year with him. And, and, and with that defense, with, we know what we know how Tibbs coaches. It's defense first and then try to figure out the rest later. He kind of fits the mold with what the Knicks look to do. So I think they have a lot of options. I, I actually am weirdly not stressed going into the draft tonight for the first time in about, oh, I don't know, 34 years. <laughs> 
Well, Bobby, we appreciate it, man. I know it's going to be a fun time watching the NBA draft. We've got to get you down here for Arkansas, Kentucky, and Bud Walton Arena, man. I know you are you were upset by the game, but, man, we're going to ha- make I it happen. It'll be a good home. time. I wanted a home-and-home because home. <laughs> uh, yeah. weird stuff happened with Bud Walton. I'm looking at Michael Qualls right now in my head. So, um, <laughs> yeah, i, I got to get down there. I've heard nothing but good things. I was supposed to go when I was in college, but as you yeah. know, getting to Fayetteville is not the easiest place in the world. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 